0: we will continue from where we left yesterday that is uh, verse number 18 this is Canto 11 part 2 chapter 14 Lord Krishna explains the yoga system Uh, this is a unique chapter where uh, the divine lord is explaining to Dava about the different systems in yoga yoga is nothing but union with God so how does this function so now last That is, till yesterday we have done everything about a certain amount of devotion and what it means to be a devotee. Now we will continue further. This is verse 18. My dear Uddhava, if my devotee has not fully conquered his senses, he may be harassed by material desires, but because of his unflinching devotion for me, he will not be defeated by sense gratification. So, this is a verse where Krishna is saying, Everybody has senses, you know, the entire humankind has senses and they are always driven by senses. Senses are all our five senses we have plus the mind as well, the sixth one. Anything that we see, we get attracted towards it. The attraction is in terms of desires. It is like every day if you see, you know, just imagine if you are going on Amazon and if you are clicking an object. Let us say you are looking at an object called Sennheiser RS150 wireless Headphone overhead headphones. Let us say you are checking on that. You have just checked it and you have gone ahead. And then you have checked another one Sony MD450 or something something and then you have gone and then you have gone to another one called one more. Say boss. do you know what happens the next day? Next day Amazon sends you a mail wherein they will tell you how beautiful it is and for you we have a special rate. Sennheiser or Sony or this other company, they are actually not doing anything but Amazon is looking at your desire. Just because you went over there and clicked on to that object, so it has created a desire. And to fulfill the desire, it is sending you these mails. So that, please buy, please buy, please buy, please buy. It's telling you that. The reason why I said about this Sennheiser is because I have got a mail over here telling me about it. So this actually tells us how senses work. Sennheiser, Senses, you know, all this works together. Right? So, look at it from this point of view. Now you hear something. When you hear something very nice, you want to hear more. You know, when when I say to any of my students, I mean, once in a while I will say these words, and I will say, the, the person is saying something, so I say, good. And the person says, ah. Huh? ah uh, means i have not heard you can you please tell me what you are talking about so i say good ah uh, so the ear wants to hear that good once again because it is like an underlining factor you know yes i am good then on top of it you have taste buds you know these taste buds are very unique let me tell you this sometimes they will agree to one of some of the worst things in nature also. It may be the most harmful thing in nature and yet the taste buds are so attuned towards it. Look at all those people who are drug addicts. What has happened to them? Those who smoke, those who drink, there are people who eat that pan, you know, pan parags and all those kind of things. What we say as khainis and pan parags and all those masalas. What has happened to them? Like they say, na, no? Dua dua. What has happened to this world? You know, those who see the Indian films, you will get this particular, uh, you know, advertisement coming from the government saying that, yaha pesa dua dua. Kia hua Okay, what has happened to this world? We have got attuned and attracted towards our senses. And these senses are drawing us saying, come, 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 come to me, come to me. Look at me, take me, eat me, drink me, do this, do this, do this, do this. And it is constant. Just like how Amazon sends me their mails. It is exactly like that. It is a constant hammering on your senses. And this hammering on your senses is going to draw you towards sense attraction. You are going to get, oh my God, oh my God. You know, in one of those very beautiful, you know, Jack Sparrow movies. hmm? You have seen those mermaids. The mermaids looking so beautiful and everybody gets attracted towards them and they just want to jump and then the mermaids pull that person down it's exactly like that it is called attraction and here he is saying that if you are my devotee that there is a big if by the way hmm? if you are my devotee then the senses which are doing their job they actually do their job Think, if the senses are not doing their job, are you not going to get into trouble? Correct. You see, you are going to get into trouble. You may eat something which is very tikha and then you may have all your problems in the stomach. But if it is tasting over here only tikha, you are not going to touch it after that, isn't it? Or at least you will make it light. So the senses are getting drawn. So, Krishna says, If you are my devotee, then please understand that the senses are doing their job of drawing you, but I will see to it that this attraction inwards doesn't happen. So, he says, But because of this unflinching devotion to me, he will not be defeated by sense gratification. So, these sense gratifications will actually not hurt you if you are my devotee my dear Uddhava, just as a blazing fire turns firewood into ashes similarly devotion to me completely burns to ashes since committed by my devotees you see these are called actions any action which is done by means of your senses your body your mind these lead you towards a karma it's a kind of a karma which happens karma you will wonder why, why why, does this karma happen? Think about it like this. Let us say there is a bottle of liquor or a glass of wine. Now you are having that wine. Alright? Now you may say, I just had a glass of wine. Jesus Christ also did that, isn't it? So it's okay, no problem. No. You see, even the Glass of wine is a huge karma. You don't understand how it works. Let me explain to you. Some people are involved in making wine. Now think about the processes involved. The grapes, they are plucked from the trees. Every time when you pluck an entire, you know, pile of grapes, what happens? Somebody, somewhere is getting killed, some small creature, this, that, so many things. And then imagine you are taking the grapes and crushing them. When you crush these grapes, don't you think there are millions of those kinds of bacterias and other things which are getting killed? Of course. And then on top of it, now you will say, the bacteria has nothing to do with me. That is not my problem. But are you not drinking it? It is definitely your problem and it is definitely going to be a part of your world. So don't say that it is not my problem. It is 100% your problem. Then you are paying money for for drinking that. The money has come from somewhere. You see there are so many karmas associated with it. Direct karma, collateral karma, indirect, you name it and all these karmas constitute what we see in this line over here he says sins it is karma all right now if you are a devotee of the lord the lord ensures that this karma doesn't stick to you doesn't stick to you he sees to it that it gets burnt by just like the ashes and None of these karmas will stick to you. Criteria is only one criteria, isn't it? Eligibility factor criteria is only one. Be the devotee of Krishna. Alright. Yeah. People say that he is a dictator. But then we can't help him. Can you? Krishna is a dictator. Hitler. Like that. So he says, my dear Uddhava, the unalloyed devotional service rendered to me by my devotees brings me under their control. I cannot be thus controlled by those engaged in mystic yoga, sankhya philosophy, pious work, Vedic study, austerity or renunciation. I think this line has come again and again and again. Even in the last chapter it was there. Even in this chapter it is there. You can go and study as many Vedas as as you want. You can go and follow all kinds of Sankhya philosophies. You can go and do whatever exercises that you want in, you know, Hatha Yoga, Pranayama. You can keep on doing them forever and ever and ever. You can do Vedic study. You can be an austere person. Austere person? Oh, I do this only like this. In Marathi, we call it Sovla. Sovla means, you know, to become very pure. You see, I wash my clothes every day, I take bath in the morning, I clean my house like this, I wash it with water. People have this habit. Even today, there are lots of people in this world, they will say, even the glass is very clean, the water is purified, I am only using this, I do this, I do this. That is called trying to be very pure. Hmm? This is... Kind of an austere way of living and renunciation. People say, oh, I have renounced this world. I don't care for this. I don't care for that. All this has no value. On one side, there is only devotion and the rest of these things are valueless. They are absolutely useless. So he says, the unalloyed devotional service rendered to me by my devotees brings me under their control. Only this one thing can bring Krishna under their control and that is devotional service. I cannot thus be controlled and Krishna can never be controlled by the other things which is called Sankhya philosophy, going and reading books, doing whatever you want to, doing all kinds of yoga, austerity, renunciation. Everything has no value. On one side there is only devotion. Only by practicing unalloyed devotional service with full faith in me can one obtain me, the supreme personality of Godhead. I am naturally dear to my devotees who take me as the only goal of their loving service. By engaging in such pure devotional service, even the dog eaters can purify themselves from the contamination of their low birth. Yes. You know, this This one particular thing is always coming in our very you know these are very profound books one is low birth what is the meaning of the word low birth everybody thinks low birth means you know born as some scheduled caste, scheduled tribe this and that and all that kind of stuff low birth is also considered here that is one on one side they say a shudra and on the other side they say a woman you know all those things are there the idea is why is it like that There is always a hierarchy in the animal kingdom. I am sure you know about it. In the animal kingdom, if there is a hierarchy, those who have seen Lion King, why do you like Simba? He is Lion King. Am I right or wrong? It's an accepted fact. We don't question that fact. And there are lots of people, those who celebrated Women's Day, they will say, Oh, no, no, Simba's wife should have been the king or queen or whatever. You can fight away to glory for all. It does not really matter. But if that is the hierarchy which is being made, that is a the hierarchy. There are no choices. If there is something like that, there is something like that. What can you do about it? If he will praise the sun and then we look at the moon. I just posted a moon photograph just now in the morning, it's a very beautiful full moon outside my window and I liked it so I posted it, today is Holi. <coughs> Those who know Holi, H-O-L-Y illa, H-O-L-I. Today we burn, you know, the holy fire in the night and tomorrow we celebrate the Rang Panchami, all the colors that everybody puts on other people, that is tomorrow. We are Indians, you know, we should remember all these things. And there are calendars, you can go and look it up. So today is a very auspicious day. It is the devotee's day today. Hiranyakashev wanted to kill his own son. He was a tiny fellow, you know, small guy. And he was always praising the Lord, all the time. So Hiranyakashev says to him, you know, what is this nonsense? Don't praise your Lord, he is a useless fellow. So one day, he tells his sister, who has been granted the boon that she can never burn. In the hottest of the fire also she can never burn. So he tells her, you sit with my son on a pyre. And she sits on the pyre with Hiranyakashipu's son. And then what happens? The pyre burns, and this lady is burnt to death. Whereas nothing happens to the young boy. Right, Pralad. Now this woman's name was Holika, and that is the reason why we today we celebrate Holi, and it is we burn bonfires. and everybody prays around the bonfire. This is the devotional aspect of the Lord. The devotee was not harmed. You should know this. And today is a very auspicious day from that point of view. The devotee, the Lord takes care of the devotee even in the most trying circumstances. That is what he is saying over here. If you practice this unalloyed devotion With full faith. Do you have the guts to sit in the fire like that? No, nobody has the guts to sit in the fire. You see, first and foremost, you will be afraid because there is no faith. You see, faith is something which you need to understand. The faith has to be absolutely 100%. Even if you are told to jump out of the window, don't think about it you can do it and nothing will happen to you but if there is even an iota of doubt doubt destroys faith the biggest enemy of faith is called doubt and how big is the doubt the doubt is simply like this we have given i have given stories before this now this the same story again i will tell you once a Brahmin wanted to cross over from Lanka to India and he saw all these Sena and Ram and everybody crossing over to the other side and Vibhishan. You see, everybody is dead now. Vibhishan is the king. So he asks, I want to cross over to the other side. How do you do it? He says it is done by a very simple thing. He gives him a small substance, ties it in his cloth and says walk over the water and you can cross to the other side but don't open this and see so while he is walking on the water suddenly in the middle he says what is this great thing which I tied around my you know that cloth can I open and see and he opens it to see that there is a small leaf and on the leaf the word Ram is written. He says, oh my God, this is just a leaf and some name Ram is written. How can this keep me afloat? The moment the doubt strikes him, he sinks into the water. You may say, this is a story. It is not a story. It is the reality of life. The reality is this. We don't have faith in the Lord. Many a times it has happened that simply, say, even in my case also where I have told my students do this, I have said do this and they have ended up not even following that thing. They have gone and done something completely different. If you do something completely different, how do you think I am responsible for it? I can't take over your sins, I can't take over your karma, I can't take over anything because faith is the thing that you have lost. There is no faith. If you had 100% faith, then whatever you do, the karma associated with it is mine. I take charge of that karma, nothing is going to affect you. But if you are going to use your mind and if you are going to do exactly what you want to do, your ego has come in the middle. And that is the only reason why nothing works. So Krishna is saying over here, only by practicing unalloyed devotion. Practicing, it has to be practiced. People wonder, what do you mean by practicing? It should come automatically, isn't it? So, but it doesn't come automatically the way you look at it. You have to keep on practicing, 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 practicing what do you mean by practicing practicing is something which is very very unique it is like doing certain job constantly if now this is in this satsang i will give you an idea about how we tell lies to everybody we lie to our own self and we lie to the whole world also i will give you a simple example if you ask somebody You are telling me that you are going to get up every day at 5 o'clock in the morning or 4 o'clock in the morning. Have you got up? Yes, of course. How many times? All the same. Is that so? Can you please tell this Bala not? I mean, it is disturbing me continuously. So, think about it like this. If you are committing to something and you have not done, how are you? So I gave an example about a child, a young boy or a girl in school. You know when you ask the child, he will say, that's that young student, How much did you study? I studied day and night. Those who pass their SSE examination or your PUC or whatever, you ask them, How hard did they? I was studying day and night, you know, I studied so hard. So, you say, Okay, you have studied hard. lost connectivity my connection is gone completely you no know connectivity in this pull it on. What is it called? Can you hear me now? Hmm? Can you hear me? Okay, Because my connectivity completely dropped off. Right, so we were continuing where the student is. So the student says, I studied very hard. See, don't you see my results? I actually studied very hard. Now I want you to do honest analysis of what he has done. Think about the student who is appearing for his SSC examination. The total number of days the student has actually gone to the school is 200 to 220 days. Saturday Sunday might be a holiday. You actually look at it from that point of view. Think about it. 200 to 220 days. In India, there is a norm where a person is allowed 220 days, the school has to be working. Now, in that, there is a parents day, there is a teachers day, there is a principals day, there is a you know, day for all kinds of activities, there are things like you know elections, there are so many things happening, scouts, guides, you name it, you know how many things you are doing. Do you know in that entire year, 220 days comprises even this? You have gone for a picnic also. And it is supposed to be a school working day. In that 220 days, you can remove 20 days out. So 200 working days is all that you have done. Think. There are how many exams? Three times in a year there are exams maybe the first term, the second term and maybe the last or at least there is something very unique what is happening is there is an an examination just before your final examination so on and so forth during the exam time do you go whole day? no, you go for those 3 hours or 2 hours to school so how much working has the child actually done? what kind of studies? if you total it up He has gone to his friends, he has gone to the library, he has gone and done so many other things and yes, the parents also take them out, the the student goes on his own somewhere, he says, oh, I have to meet my friends, I have to do this, I have to do that, so many things. The total number of hours that a person has actually studied could approximately come to 5 hours per day for 30 days only because actual studying starts one month before examination. So in the whole 200 days, the person is actually studied for 30 working days, 30 into 24, 24 hours. He has not done his studies. Think, when somebody says, I do everything, this thing, every single day, they are telling lies. Nobody does this. So the question which I asked everybody was, how can you become great? nobody can become great. Now let us take from the other side. The other side is there are great people. Now let us take one person like I gave an example yesterday to Raj and that was about Thomas Alva Edison. Thomas Alva Edison has filed for 2332 patents. 2,332 patents worldwide he has filed? Can you imagine that? If this man has filed for so many patents, how many hours do you think he has worked in his laboratory? How many hours he has actually written those things down? Whatever he has done? How many hours he must have written even the patent paper? You know, to write a patent paper, 28-30 pages of that paper takes a very, very long time because there are lots of calculations to be done. How much time do you think that man must have taken? And to file 2,332 patents? Think! How many days are there in a year? 365. If it takes 5 days or 10 days to file one patent, calculate it. If you have the brains, please calculate 2,332 patents into 10 working days will give you what? So does it not tell you that to become Thomas Alva Edison, it takes a lot of hard work every single day of their life? To become Sachin Tendulkar, Sachin Tendulkar used to go from his house at 5 a.m. in the morning to Shivaji Park to play. He had a school in in the morning after he finished his practice he used to go to his school study in the school the school was about 2-3 kilometers away then he would study over there Shardaswam Vidya Mandir is the name of his school then he would come back to the same place it was called Shivaji Park and he would keep on playing till sundown every single day including Saturdays and Sundays to become Sachin Tendulkar is not a joke then on top of it I'm sure some of you have seen the beautiful exhibitions, you know, of Leonardo da Vinci. Da Vinci has written tens of thousands of papers. If somebody has written a scientific paper, it averages one paper a day. To do the experiment, to use... Now think about it. How many ideas do you get in a day? Zero ideas. This man, billions of ideas, (laughs) imagine his whole brain activity would be going zoom, 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 like that. And look at yourself. What exactly are you up to? Wasting your time in life? Why do you have to do that? So this is what is called unalloyed devotion to that thing. If you are dedicated. Do a particular thing. You have to keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on doing the same thing over and over and over again. Imagine that. The same thing. It has to be done till finally you are so perfect in what you are doing. It comes to you naturally. I am sure many of you have seen those beautiful You know, videos of glass blowers in the YouTube, they blow glass into beautiful shapes. YouTube has a lot of videos. Facebook has a lot of these kind of videos. You must have seen that. Or you must have seen the person who makes parathas. You know the paratha he will do like this like this and throw the other person will catch it he will put it and then it is done and then he throws it to somebody else it's such a clockwork mechanism you know the kind of precision that is required the kind of efforts that are required they have to be perfect so here when he says practicing unalloyed devotion Somebody really wants to do something in life they need to practice the same thing again and again and again and again and again and again and again. again. There are no two ways about it. You cannot say I want to do something else. Sachin Tendulkar cannot say I just no today I don't want to practice. You know why? Because I got loose motions. Okay. So Sachin Tendulkar has loose motions so he is not going to turn up. Sachin Tendulkar will never become Sachin Tendulkar in his life after that ever again if he gives some bullshit reason like this even if you are sick don't bullshit over there don't say I am sick I cannot do this I cannot do that I want you to think about Marie Curie and her husband Pei and Marie Curie I am sure you know that Pei and Marie Curie are the husband wife team which invented that you know that stuff which is called radium which you would see in your dials you know the thing which glows in the night. That woman and that man were working day and night, day and night, day and night in the laboratory. Then alone they could come up with this kind of a invention, I mean discovery. Nobody does this. In today's day and age, we everybody is mediocre to the core. Mediocre to such a level that Oh, today I am not feeling well. Tomorrow I can't do this. The the devotion that we are talking about to any object or anything in this world, nobody wants to practice it also. Just keep on bullshitting, 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 bullshitting and bullshitting. And every new generation which comes up is worse than the previous one in terms of focus. You know what focus is? that time a man could have 2000 inventions or you know patents today a person has one patent and he thinks that's no end of himself they make their million dollars or billion dollars or whatever that is and they think they have done such a great thing you know yesterday's elections in India Uttar Pradesh there was no BJP And in yesterday's election, BJP has won a thumping majority over there. That thumping majority does not happen by taking breaks. Mr. Narendra Modi was working day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. He has given speeches, he has met people, he has had interviews, he has appointments do you really think Narendra Modi has taken At Sunday at Sunday I don't I Sorry boss There is time hai. Modi saab was working even on a Sunday And that too that man sleeps for 4 hours I don't even know whether he sleeps for 4 hours by the way From the type of work that he does to be a leader a person doesn't have any other life except what they are doing so if you are focused in politics you are in politics only and who are your friends mr amit shahs and all the people who are connected mr Jate Lee. you understand what i'm talking this is your circle and you are the leader and you Try to tell them exactly what they are supposed to do and everybody does their job. You see, when Mr. Donald Trump, he became the president of America, he said this same thing. He said, I did not know this job entails that I have to be involved 24 bar 7. He was not aware of this. Because in his previous life, he was not doing exactly like that. He was doing something completely different. But now, as a President of the United States, he has to focus on the subject 24 bar 7. And it is not a joke. So if you are focused, that is what is called practicing unalloyed devotion. I told you about material world. Now we come to the spiritual aspect of it. In the unalloyed devotion, you cannot have any other name entering the picture. No. Oh, I have devotion for Shivji? Yes, I like Krishna also. No Shivji and no Krishna. It is only Krishna. There are no two things and three things also along with it. There is nothing like that. Only by practicing unalloyed devotional service with full faith in me can one obtain Me. Only then, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, I am the Supreme Personality of Godhead higher than anything in this world. Nobody can beat Him. I am naturally dear to my devotees who take Me as the only goal in their loving service. There is only one goal in their loving service. The service is all to be directed to Him, not anybody else. By engaging in such pure devotional service even the dog eaters can purify themselves from the contamination of low birth. This low birth is the thing I started with. Yes there is a low birth nobody wants to accept it. In your material world you accept low birth. You understand low birth means what? If you look at a Maruti Alto and you look at a mercedes-benz or you look at a rolls-royce i am sure you will say alto is low birth isn't it if you are a clerk in an organization and there is a managing direct director in an organization or a ceo that is a high birth and you are low birth you are a petty clerk or a very tiny employee who has absolutely zero validity you know value So are you not having low birth? Somebody has no money. Somebody has a lot of money. Don't you think that is low birth? Hmm? You look at Tom Cruise's of this world. They look so handsome and gorgeous and, you know, good looking and all that. Anne Hathaway's and I don't know, Meryl Streep's and um, Julia Roberts. Now you look at an ugly looking person. Okay. Can you compare them to them? Yesterday, one lady called Chimanda, she is most probably going to end up getting a a Nobel Prize somewhere in the future. She She is an African writer or something like that. Look at her thobda. And look at those people's thobda. This low birth is there in this world. People don't want to accept it. You better accept it that there are higher and lower things in this world in the material world when you go to buy your oats also or when you go to buy your you know cereals or you buy your vegetables don't you see higher grades and lower grades in that you are definitely seeing grades in that so in your grapes in the rice that you buy why does a person consider basmati rice better than any other rice in the world because God has made it like that just because a person thinks oh I am the greatest thing on planet earth that is called ahankara a lowly person has a massive ego because they think that they are put down no they are not put down you can be the worst looking creature on earth also but Krishna is not making these distinctions let me tell you this much what he says by engaging he is saying even the worst looking character which is logically there don't deny something don't become an ostrich saying that it doesn't exist if there is lion king there is a lion king don't say lions are not kings you are an hyena, and hyena can never be a king sorry so A Lion King is a Lion King. So that, I think we are settling that on that issue. Here, listen what Krishna says. Krishna says, you may be the worst of the creature or the best of the creature from whichever point of view that you look like, you know, whichever angle that you look at. I am going to give everybody an equal opportunity to be my devotee. And to be my devotee, I will ensure that you will get all the benefits associated with it. So, you may be born, is in low birth, but that is not going to contaminate the devotional aspect. I will accept even the worst character on earth. This he proved it when he took the local prostitute close to her, close to him. She was bent at various places. And when he hugged her, she became a beautiful woman. I'm sure you'll remember the story of Krishna. And this story is about Kubja. Neither religious activities, endowed with honesty and mercy, nor knowledge obtained with great penance can completely purify one's conscience if they are bereft of loving services to me. You can be as honest as you want in this world. You can be showing mercy towards every person or you can have great penance, you can have done great sacrifices in your world but if you do not have any devotion or loving service towards me, all that is become Z-E-R-O. You understand this? You can do anything in this world. You can go and praise everybody. You can be the most honest person on earth. You have performed sacrifices. You have done so many things. And if you don't have any loving service for me, let me tell you something it doesn't qualify you. If you have all these characteristics but having the highest of the devotion for me, then yes. I guarantee you that your devotional service will give you the highest benefit. If one's hair do not stand on end, now this is, these lines are going to be telling you how the devotional service works. What is the devotion actually supposed to do to you? See, there are physical characteristics. And what does this devotion work? If one's hair do not stand at end, how can the heart melt? And if the heart does not melt, how can tears flow from the eyes? If one does not cry in spiritual happiness, how can one render loving service to the Lord? And without such service, how can the conscience be purified? So to have a purified conscience, let us start at the beginning. Your hairs have to stand at end. When I am talking about Krishna every single day, and if you are just sitting over there with nothing happening to you, you're just listening, boring. If you are thinking that this is a boring lesson and that you got to just attend it because you are attending it, it's not worth it. The lessons have to give you that fervor that you find you know your hair standing at end then the heart will melt. The heart melts. You feel very soft. You feel nice. You feel as if you are taken by the Krishna's love. You know, oh my God. You know, that kind of a feeling. When some people watch certain movies, they cry in the movies. I'm sure, you know, there are lots of people who have actually cried in movies. Beautiful movies are there. And you feel like like dangals and all those. You know, you. I'm sure. You know, Chakde. Certain movies, you feel so... Oh my God! Oh my God! Look at this! Look at this! Or if there is a beauty and the beast or something like that. I'm sure you have cried. So what happens? You will find the heart has melted. And when the heart melts, the tears flow. You feel like crying. And if you cry in this spiritual happiness, that is a loving service towards the Lord. It's like rendering loving service towards the Lord. And if there is no such service, then how will you achieve the purification of your heart? Heart has to be purified. You have to be a part of this whole structure. To be a part of the Divine, your heart has to be pure. And this is the way of purification. So all the stories of the Lord have to create that beautiful thing inside of you. A devotee whose speech is sometimes choked up, whose heart melts, who cries continuously and sometimes laughs, who feels ashamed and cries out loudly and then dances. A devotee thus fixed in loving service to me purifies the entire universe. A devotee whose speech is sometimes choked up. Sometimes you are not able to say any words from your mouth because when you are listening, in Many a times, you know, in my satsang, I have seen when physically, when I am giving satsang, the person sitting in front of me and there there are lots of people over here who have attended my satsangs in the past. Have you all not noticed that there are people sitting in the corner choking in their, you know, throats? They are crying away to glory. Why are they doing like that? They are doing because they are the devotees of the Lord. They are choked up. Their hearts have melted, they cry continuously, sometimes they laugh. You know, they laugh very very nervously, (laughs) something like that. You'll find them laughing very nervously, who feel ashamed, sometimes they feel ashamed, they don't want to show their tears to anybody, they just want to hide their tears. So there are those kind of people also, they cry out loudly, sometimes they cry out real loudly and sometimes they dance in ecstasy, sometimes they want to dance away. They sing songs, they will do whatever that comes to them, you know, just naturally. A devotee fixed in the loving service to me purifies the entire universe. So this one person who may be crying away is actually purifying the entire group of people who are sitting over there. Just as gold, when smelted in fire, gives up its impurities and returns to its pure brilliant state, similarly, the spirit soul, Absorbed in the fire of bhakti yoga, is purified of all contaminations caused by previous fruitive activities and returns to its original position of serving me in the spiritual world. So, such kind of devotees, when they have such kind of a single pointed, unalloyed devotion to me, these kind of devotees who cry for me, who laugh, who dance, who sing, they just look at me and they laugh. They don't know what to do. They are crying away. Their hairs are standing at ends. Such kind of devotees, they become purified. And when they become purified, they are the epitome of the highest of the bhakti yoga. They are called the highest of the bhakts, or as we call them Devotees. They have purified all contaminations caused by previous fruitive activities. So, whatever they might have done in their past, anything and everything that they might have done, starts getting deleted. You know, very shortly, those who have an iPhone, those who have iPhones with them, there's a new update which is coming. You see we earlier used to have NTFS and you know other filing systems. I'm sure those who are those geeks will understand what I'm talking about. Apple has come up with their own filing system. Everything which is there on your phone, on your iPad or on your iMac or whatever Apple device is going to get converted because of the new patch which they are sending you very soon. And it becomes a new filing system. Just think like that. When you are in devotional service to Krishna, all your filing systems from the past are getting removed because he sends a devotional patch to you. Think. It's as if like he is sending a devotional patch to you. Everything from your past is getting wiped clean. Now only his patch is going to work. And his patch to work means you have to be connected to his system, isn't it? Simply said. you know That's how it's going to be. And if you are going to be connected to his system, after you finish, you know what is going to happen. He is going to recall you back to his place. So you become a part of his coterie, his team and you will keep on doing the same thing and that is what he says and returns to the original position of serving me in the spiritual world. When a diseased eye is treated with medicinal ointments, it gradually recovers its powers to see. Similarly, as a conscious living entity cleanses himself of material contamination by hearing and chanting the pious narration of my glories, he retains the ability to see me, the absolute truth and my subtle spiritual form. You know, every time people have asked this question everywhere, can you see God? And the answer is, of course you can see. You can see. But everybody will say, I have not seen. You have not seen because you have a problem with your eyes. And the problem with your eyes is connected to devotion. If you don't have faith and if you don't have devotion to the Lord, how can you see something? A few days ago, somebody asked me a question. And I said to them, you know, see what the question was. The question was, Guruji, can I see God? I said, of course you can. I want to see Sai Baba. Okay, you want to see Sai Baba? What kind of a Sai Baba you want to see? (gasps) What kind of Sai Baba means? I want to see that Sai Baba who is there in Shirdi, isn't it? I said, think about it. Do you really believe that Sai Baba who is with that, you know, that cloth on his head and kafni and all that that kind of Sai Baba you want to see frozen in time yes I will only recognize him like that but just imagine Sai Baba comes to you like a small child or like a dog hasn't Sai Baba mentioned in the Sai Satcharitra that I have come like a black dog I have come like three people to Palgar. Has he not mentioned that? So Sai Baba can come in any form. But do you have the power to recognize him? No. You are lost in your own world thinking Sai Baba only has to come in one particular aspect. Then only I will recognize him. If Sri Ram comes at your door and knocks on your door and he says, you know, and you open the door and you look at a person wearing some nice fancy clothes with a crown on his head, having a bow and an arrow, you know, I am sure you are not going to take him inside. Hundred percent guaranteed you are not going to take him inside. And just imagine a person Babaji type, you know, with all basma on his body and a snake around his neck. He comes, Alakniranjan and he comes out to your door and says, in you know, a knock knock, I am Shivji over here. You know, you are not going to entertain him. You are going to say, come on man, get lost. I don't want to see you. You know, you don't have that faith. So how do you think you are going to see God? This question you need to ask yourself. You cannot see God if you cannot see the God in people around you. You have to see God in everything. The self is in everything. Look at it from that point of view. The Sai Baba is even in the dog. He could be in a fly. He could be sitting next to you and you won't even know. So you need to see. Even when you are going by train or uh, or plane or whatever that is, there may be a Sai Baba sitting next to you. Oh, don't worry. He may be a fat man. He may be farting away to glory. And you will say, Oh, that cannot be Sai Baba. Sai Baba was not fat. Are Are you not being stupid? So This is what it means. When a diseased eye is treated with medical ointment. He gradually recovers his powers to see. You know, when you have an eye problem, conjunctivitis or something, don't you put those drops in your eye? And your eye, after a few days, form becoming red, it becomes okay. We say Madras eye, you know, in India, conjunctivitis. Then it becomes okay. And then you get to see clearly? Yes. Similarly, as a conscious living entity cleanses himself of material contamination, How does a person remove himself from material contamination? By hearing and singing about my glories. Hear and talk and sing about Krishna himself. I don't know if those who have been with me in all my satsangs, though I have used four letter words and all kinds of nonsensical stuff I have done, but every example of mine has always been about godly people. If you look at it from that point of view. It is always going to speak about the divine. It's either Buddha, it is either Jesus Christ, it's either... You know, even if I'm talking of Thomas Alva Edison, I am only looking at the devotional aspect which I can think of about Thomas Alva Edison. If I am looking at the President of America, I am not looking at what his wife did, gave that kind of a cover or what he did and he's talking about somebody, you know, catching something and all. I am not talking about that. I am talking about how much effort he needs to put in. If I am talking of Narendra Modi, I am not talking about all those other things. I am talking only about the goodness that is there in that person. So you need to speak about the goodness, you need to speak about the divinity in that person. So always it has to be the divine aspect of the person and never the bad aspect of the person. So when you cleanse yourself of material contamination by hearing and chanting my name, about my glories, he re- he regains his ability to see me the absolute truth in my subtle spiritual form it's only when you do this that you will be able to see me Krishna is guaranteeing you that so please understand if you want to see Krishna if you want to see your divine then you need to have absolute devotion 100% faith and nothing else should be there in your mind except him alone so we have come to the end of this particular so it is 26 we have stopped at next time onwards we will start at 27 so i shall end over here all right